1: How doing? Welcome to the Trippers. It's me, Chris Brack, and we're going to talk about our Liverpool up for sale. Uh, I'm joined by Pete. I'm joined by Jonathan, and we've got Phil back. How are we doing, gents? Returned. Returned. <laughs> you all look very. all confused. Cool. So, so let's talk about FSG then. So, let me read the statement that that came out this morning, and then. Um, We'll we'll get straight into it. So, statement from FSG was there have been a number of recent changes of ownership and rumors of changes in ownership at EPL clubs. And never we were asked regularly about Fenway Sports Group ownership of Liverpool. FSG are frequently receiving expressions of interest from third parties seeking to become shareholders in Liverpool. FSG has said before, and that under the right terms and conditions, they will consider new shareholders. If they're in the best interest of Liverpool Football Club, FSG remains fully committed to the success of Liverpool both on and off the pitch. So that was the statement. Uh, I think David Ornstein came out and with the uh, headline of LFC are for sale, which obviously got everybody excited. So, Jonathan, what was your initial thoughts when this broke? Probably about 10 o'clock this morning.
2: Geez, mine was blown and really shocked when it came out. Wasn't expecting it at all. I got a text from the lads saying, we won't be sending anyone in January. I was like, what's the on about? Uh, I went on to the Twitter and saw the news. So I really wasn't expecting it. And you're kind of going to the unknown now. What do we get next? Some people are excited about Middle East money. Some people are afraid of it. Middle East money. And then some people are thinking, is it going to be a leverage buyout? Are we going back to the days of Hicks and Gillette? It's, it's really in the unknown now, and I just... I actually don't really know. I, I, people would say to, I, on Twitter, I'm FSG out. I'm not. I'm kind of FSG spend some money on the team. I've always kind of been in the middle. I've never been FSG in or out. But um, yeah, really, really shocked
1: by the news. I must say, I wasn't expecting it. Pete, what was your initial thoughts when you saw the news?
3: Listen, it's never a surprise. FSG is a fluid business. You know, they they bought the they bought the club. In 2010, what, for 300 million? It's now, I mean, it's not that but that it's what They've looked at, ever since Chelsea was sold, a pressurised business because of the reasons they had to sell, they probably looked at the money that Chelsea went for and thought to themselves, we're on the clock here, lads. And with a global recession probably around the corner and with all the doom and gloom and with the devaluation of the English pound, they're probably thinking to themselves, you know, it's, it's time to flip this asset. It's no big deal. Liverpool is the most the most efficiently run club on the the planet. Everyone else is in the toilet. We're doing well on the pitch. I know this season's been a bit of a disaster. But listen, we're okay. It's going to be... Listen, I stand by the fact that we don't want anybody to just walk through the door. But, you know, a lot of things that I was sceptical about, for example, the spirit of Shankly, I'm going to be proved wrong yet again because hopefully they're going to have... Not a say on who buys it, but at least, you know, FSG will have some probably mind you know, on on you know, responsibly selling a portion, if not all, of the club, to who to not just anybody. Well listen, an, it's 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 positive. I refuse to see this as negative. As long as the structure remains the same, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter who's who's signing the checks as long as they're not unscrupulous people.
1: Yeah, I mean Laz was put here, all very worrying until you find out who's going to buy them. Uh Phil, how how, what was your initial reaction? I mean, did you even know it broke, Phil? Because I know sometimes you're not quite sure what's going on, you know. I was
0: actually stunned, I found out about four o'clock this afternoon, so that's 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 where I was, right? Um, it's been a busy I'm
1: surpri- day. I'm surprised you haven't just found out now when you've come on the show. No, no, I, no, I
0: found out because it, it sort of ties in with why I said to Gav here, Gav, I'll go on for the crack, right? Because I have been on in ages, but it does tie in because I think, um. I'm looking at more from the FSG side, to be totally honest with you, right? Uh, I think this is probably a... I think they're as a North American hedge fund that's based around sports. I, It's it's very rare that a team like the Redskins, here or now, the Washington Commanders, comes up for sca- for sale. Um, and it's, they're one of the biggest, most well-known franchises in the States. The one thing that's missing from the FSG portfolio, if you look at all their teams and all the pieces that they have, it is an nfl team they're not going to get their hands on the patriots anytime soon um and they'd need to raise a lot more money than they'll sell liverpool for uh, probably about another two to two and a half billion more to buy the commanders as opposed to selling liverpool so the easiest way for them to raise that cash and have the ability to go straight in and buy um the commanders is is to is probably to realize the value of liverpool now and then being be ready to to buy the commanders when it comes to, up to the market now they'll be up there's, there's there's a lot of huge names including jeff bezos who's meant to put his name in the ring for buying uh, the commanders, because ultimately, lads. Well, as much as we think, you know, football is the be all and end all of, of global sports. But the money, is at the moment, is very much in the NFL teams because of the way it's structured. Um the loss of the the European Super League, which is to this day will be the de- will be the end of of football as as as, a, as an entity as we know it, right? Um, and it re- has ruined true sort of um, competitiveness within the game is the main reason why FSG are looking to exit. Or one, well, see, I'm not bought into the idea that this is an exit. I think this is, is is much an investment play if they can't get the right value on the sale as it is anything else. But I do think they're potentially looking at, at trying to realise value to allow them to buy the buy the commanders. Because I'd say with, with with the investment of Redboard into them, um, with, with LeBron James now a significant seat on on the FSG board, um I'd say the real focus is on what can they how can they maximize their, their American value at this moment in time. Because America's gone very insular anyway.
2: Who are the commanders? They commanders. The
0: NFL they, they used to be the Washington Redskins but because oh, okay. of
2: they changed their name
0: they had to rebrand yeah yeah cuz of the yeah, yeah. The, oh. the recent change in what it is a lot of teams have changed it, so like it's 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 a huge like they were the washington football team last year but like ultimately they the guy dan snyder is um who owns it at the moment is a nasty piece of work and he is being like the the owners were talking about making him sell up and vote him out of his ownership and in, in the nfl because they have the powers to do it it's, it's completely different than the american sports in comparison to what it is so when i look at it i say a lot of things if you if you take, take the liverpool lens off and put the american lens on it right and makes an awful lot of sense as to why they'd be trying to realize capital to allow them to get in, involved in the bid more to, to, to purchase an NFL franchise.
1: Fair enough. Uh, just begs the point. Uh, you just have to look at the value of the pound, too. Buyer could save uh, about 400 million currently. I think he was saying um, if Liverpool are at $4.4 billion, something like that, said they could save by 400 million. So it also makes them more appealing to a buyer because this might be the time to, I say, buy a football club. You know, it's still, it's still, it's still a hell of a lot of money. Uh, Paul Joyce has probably said um we can expect strong interest uh from America. Well, I think if, I think there'd be strong interest from multiple sources. I think the question is, I don't think it's I don't think there'd be a problem finding by buyer, buyer for a stake in Liverpool. I think it's I think people always want to know it's it's the who and the why. And the question people always want to know is, is it the whole of the club or is it a major stake or is it a partial stake? I mean, I think when you get Morgan Stanley involved, I feel like it's more than just selling ten percent of the club, but I would think it's quite a significant amount. It's either the whole club or I would say controlling stake in the club. That's that's just my reading of it. Uh but Jonathan, do you think the timing of it is significant? It's announced the same day as uh our rival City announced record commercial sales. You know, do you think that's just coincidence or it's another thing as the coincidence these days in football?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the time I suppose those cities um Extraordinary uh, financial rise and the record profits again today. Is it coincidental? I don't know. I would say the pressure. the pressure from the fans to invest in the team is is getting is coming on all the time. I suppose the rise of Newcastle United as well. They're looking at now. Had can they really compete anymore? And if they can not compete anymore, is it worth keeping the club? So like it's probably the value is probably maxing out now for FSG it's not going to get any higher for them. If they can't compete with City, Newcastle, Man United, etc. cetera, the value of the club is not going to rise anymore. Now is probably the time to sell. And as Pete was alluding to earlier, we're heading into a global recession. So in a year down the line, will the club be worth 4.4 billion? Probably not. So I'd say there's a number of factors around why they're selling now. I think global recession coming, the rise of Newcastle and Man City, can't compete anymore and as Phil alluded to also the sale of, uh, there's a possibility of buying an American football club. So I'd say a number of factors and they all tie in to sale. I don't see him selling a percentage, I think they're ready to sell out.
1: Okay, Pete, so as Kev pointed out, this is the one thing today that will flush out serious buyers and who's talking a good game, throwing the name in the hat and who's actually doing the do. Or is this been released because actually they probably know who the two or three main buyers are now. And it's just putting the pressure on to get to get yeah. this moving. So yeah, at, at,
3: at that level, you're never going to show your arse. You know, you're never going to say, listen, we want to sell. We, we, we And because you, you want the, your asset to look very, very attractive. Liverpool, the, the FSA have been fielding in quarters, you know, maybe for a number of years. Um, and they've always knocked it back, knocked it back. I just feel, and I hang on to the fact that when Chelsea went, it's a bit like when Paul Pogba was sold to Manchester United for nearly 100 million quid. A lot of player, a lot of clubs are looking at their players, going, "Well, if he's worth that, and he's not great, what's our guy worth?" And all of a sudden, it changed the transfer market off the completely. I think that surprised even SFG, FSG. I don't think anybody really thought that anybody could get north of two and a half billion pounds for. For Chelsea and they got a lot more than that so I think that that's probably a deciding factor along with the pressures that are are coming around the corner so for me I just think it's it's smart business um and I think coupled with you you, if you look at everybody's talking about bringing in the likes of Jude Bellingham for example at 19 years of age for 150 million pounds sterling I mean it's a 19 year old I know he's had a couple of good seasons but it's insane. So there's a couple of extra zeros as well if you want to compete with the likes of Newcastle United, with the likes of Manchester City and Real Madrid, to be added. And they're probably looking at it going, you know, this is a headache that we can't manage alone. I mean, they're, they're get it's getting similar to, if not well in excess of, American football numbers. So they're probably thinking to themselves, we'll save our extra two billion, we'll buy the franchise that we want in the United States and with we'll save our, we'll go into a, a market that we know. That we can control that's not probably subject as subject to to volatile changes as 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 the premier league is and you know the nail on the on the coffin probably for the thinking was the european super league just evaporate i think they were surprised by how hostile it's like anything if you're in a country you don't know you're in a sport you don't know they just thought it was another business day here's an opportunity everyone's going to be happy with it more money for everyone and i think when they were hit, hit with the 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 old fashioned hostility towards it, they were like, Okay, we need an out here and and it presented itself in when the club's value, you know, by qualification of another club's value being surprisingly high, and they just thought to themselves, Yeah, we're out. We're out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Phil, other than possibly the trippers maybe putting a sneaky bid in, which to be honest, I don't I don't think fifty euro is really gonna sort of buy Liverpool pull up, I'll be honest. Um are you sort of seeing it being Early days, this, so or is your gut feeling it's further down the line? I mean, Kira Thorns of the opinion he reckons it gets done in the next two months. No, but you know, but, but something. I big think this is a- it's a long term oh, thing. Shit.
0: Big business doesn't doesn't happen that quickly, right? If even if oh. even if there's interested bidders and there's been people who have come to the table before, it doesn't happen that quickly because there'll be a number of different. Bidders. Look at look at the the Chelsea situation where Abramovich was forced to sell it, right? They couldn't have a bigger fire sale of a club than mm-hmm. the Chelsea situation in terms of what happened, and it still yeah. took longer than sixty days. So you're mad to think unless there's somebody already there agree, with a deal agreed that we don't know about, yeah. and this is just the the PR piece to wind it along. But no, it's not happening in 60 days. At best, this is a 2023 thing, um, and it'll be a long process because unlike when... um Hicks and Gillette were there, which was forced on them by the banks again. It was another fire sale process, right? And we got to a point where they couldn't renew their debt that was there to that would have been that could have rolled over, and that was the only reason that the club got sold the way it did. And again, there was a number of interested parties, like FSG weren't the only interested party, but they were the ones who came to the table with the cash that Bank of Scotland was happy to take at the time. So, like, I, I this is going to be a longer process. Um, it's not going to be rushed. They want to complete that Right. I always saw FSG is coming in as somebody who would maximise the value of the club and then look for an exit if, to, if if it made sense at the time. And so if you stand back and, and look at that, from, from with that lens, they've redeveloped downfield, they've brought us to the top of European football, they've put the best manager in world football in charge, they've built the the, the best squad um, the club has seen in 40 years, they've had the most amazing results. Um, they were COVID away from having an undefeated season, um, and even at that, they won the league in terms of what was there. So, at the end of it all, I, I like why this is. What? What else? What are they going to do from here? Everything to do from here is just repeating what they've just done over the last over the last ten, fifteen years. Right? Why well, not being a it. Um, be yeah, yeah, like you know, the, the and I, I see like the, the, there's vested interest in parties in terms of that's out there and on, on both sides uh, both sides of it. But I look at the the SOS statement that came out tonight, I'm just there going, Well right, it's great that if 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 there is, but look ultimately if FSG decide to sell to let's 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 here we go with um we'll just we'll just pick something random right so if they decide to in, to sell which is unlikely because of relations they there at the moment but to the chinese investment corporation right which is the sovereign which is a sovereign fund um held by the chinese investment party because they're red and, and gold and they'd fit with our color scheme which would be fantastic and all the nike gears made in china as well so you have that synergy around round things right um then you know they're not going to care like i i'd be amazed I would be amazed if there's a, a outside of a perceived or a perception or a statement that goes out that says we believe that these owners fit the bill um, to, to what's to what's there. I'd be amazed at the, if they don't sell to the highest bidder. Um, they might say they don't, to, they don't want to sell to someone who's creating a leveraged buyout situation because they know the history of what went on there before. But outside of that, the sale process is likely to end up with them getting the mo- maximising their, their true value out of it. That's, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose this is the closer we've probably come to when we sold to Hicks and Gillette, where, again, the Moors family decided mm-hmm. had to sell because they realised they couldn't take Liverpool on to compete. So, you know, if FG got to that point now where they've gone, look, for us to carry on competing with the likes of the cities and the Chelsea of the world, it's big money. It's big money. The level of money they're probably raising, we don't have. And like Pete's pointed out, if you're talking... 150 million just for Jude Bellingham that's all great and as me and Jonathan discussed it sounds like fantasy money because you're going we need like four or five players if you're just looking purely on a playing pitch um, I mean Jonathan you have have discussed this earlier you know a few a few fans are talking about does this affect the January window um, my opinion is I think whatever Liverpool were going to do in January will still happen because now whether that's enough is a different question because ultimately if Liverpool want to sell the club they still want it to be a a Champions League club because that is the maximum value. You don't, if it's not a Champions League club, that will automatically impact the value of the club. So I don't know whether it will or it won't, but I, I have seen that fear got around oh, so I, I mean I, I can understand it to a certain extent. Yeah, I have fears about January. Now I don't think they're going to spend in January.
3: No, um, listen, Jonathan. If they're they're selling my house
2: in the morning. I'm not going to paint in the front. Of
1: it, or I'm not putting they're in spending. a new
3: kitchen. They're spending. They're bringing in
1: two and midfielders in January. I think I'm so? Fell fell over. He's that shocked.
3: Yeah, listen, they'll do it. They might be the two. You no, know paint like the that. gaff. If you want to, if you want to maximise
0: your price, you're gonna you're gonna paint the house. Like that's what you really have do. Be, you have to be, you can't yeah. be having kids writing all over the walls when you want to sell your house. Yeah, exactly. You, uh, uh, you have it. You, you, do, you, do, you, <laughs> all, you cover up this You do a bit of surface painting. You get it all nice and, and, I mean. and shiny and clean. But is
1: But it's but it's a service painting bringing in a, a. Surface painting is a Quebec. A, is a, at Quebec, yeah, it's well. Yeah. We we'll give you the midfield, the uh, stopgap. Yeah. No, You've that's, that's that come before. here.
0: Hang on a second. That's duct tape when you have a leak in the ceiling. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? It's it's only it's only yeah. stopping the immediacy. It's not fixing the problem. It's just it's, stopping yeah. the water. It just means that you don't fill up your pots as much. Come on, think about it. Right? You got you got to think about this. If they if they really wanted to sell the club, the um, and they want to maximise the value, the, they they aren't going to go spend shift on it because it'd be it's so important for them then to have the club in the Champions League. Think about this, lads. Like, if you want to sell this club at its maximum value, you don't sell it when they're outside the Champions League and not when in with a chance of winning something. You know what I mean? Like, this is—you you have to think of this logically. The way you maximise the value is have them simply sitting where they look at the moment. They're the fourth, um, what were the four commercially biggest team in that Forbes list that was there behind Barcelona, Man United, um, was it Real Madrid? In terms of the most recent list that came out, whatever it was there. So there's no way. They were going to say, "Well, do you know what? We'll just let all the players. We, we don't worry about getting the Champions League. We're selling this. It doesn't make a bloody bit of difference." Now you maximise it by, by by showing what this, what the club is, what the reach of the club is, and this global thing in terms of what it is, and that's yeah. how it looks like. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the if, if they're going to spend money. I think the bigger, bigger question mark has always remained around. Again, the spend the money comes down to: are they, do they truly believe in the targets that they have, and when they can achieve those targets. And that's, that's what it looks like to me. And, and do they believe in Julian Ward? I think there's a bigger question mark. If you want to get deep into this, it's the bigger question mark is, do they have the faith in Julian Ward going into another window? Having spent the money on Darwin Nunes, having agreed the loan deal for Melo to to, to soak up what's there, um, having brought in Luis Diaz. you know, Here's the question. This is about now faith in, in the person that you put in, in place to, to replace someone who was a generational sports director. As much as the manager, yeah.
2: Look, have of, like, we haven't spent much in the last few windows. I'd be amazed if we're going to suddenly start spending big on the what? eve of a sale. Jonathan, how amazed. many
3: times? How many times have you have you been amazed? I mean, listen, I was in Malaga when Jürgen Klopp announced, "Okay, I'm staying for another four years." I, I don't know where I was, somewhere in Barcelona when Mohamed Salah signed his contract. Nobody seen either of those things coming when Virgil Van Dijk. Signed, and we thought we had blown it because of all this stuff with Southampton. Liverpool do things when they need to do them. And you listen, the team watching this the sports match, yes, you know you're, you're going to go into the we, we don't do things when we need the, to land, the, the team's exhausted, it needs legs. Everybody can see you don't, you don't need to know that much about football, about the game, to understand that the team needs legs. There's two midfielders coming in at least in January. No doubt, it's highly.
2: I'd highly dispute the fact that we do things when we need to do them. We clearly don't because we
3: got be- we it. got beaten. David. We got beaten by Spurs four uh, one at Wembley. I'll never forget it. And Deja Lovren was was dragged off after twenty nine minutes. And I remember everybody. I think Phil, you and I were texting, or somebody was. Listen, if ever we needed to replace five of these guys, it needs to be now. And they went on, and they he just went out and did it the club does the, the, listen that was on foot I, of the continue I, I agree with you John that I would love them to go yeah. and buy players or bring players through when they don't need to when it's oh, all that, that's a great bonus for the future but when it needs to be done i have to say with the club they just go and do it. and no, they will we we we
2: we're, we're, were top of the league. league we were top of the league at um christmas 2020 and we had no we'd we no center backs and on the thirty first of January, do not January, think, we brought
3: do, it not think do, not, do not think, John, that that was a freak. I mean, twenty, we had nineteen players injured, go down with injury that season. I mean, it was. I a still think,
2: point. You're, if you're if you're top of the league on Christmas Day and you have no centre backs, you go out and buy two of them. You give yourself a chance. Like we have, we won one league in thirty years. We're top of the league at the halfway stage
3: and then we yeah, get two yeah, 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 yeah and that's fair but Jonathan the, the great the, the downside of being liverpool in the when you're champions all of a sudden you go to the market and you say we need it, we need it. and you know a player that you're looking at all of a sudden with a market value of 8 million would say all of a sudden oh you need it? Hmm. Well, I'd argue that I argue happened.
2: that that January was the best time to go to the markets because we were in the but middle for of who? covid
3: for new for financially. In trouble, huh?
2: I'd say we could have lowball a lot of clubs that that January.
3: Liverpool can't lowball anybody. Listen, it's it, it's the price of success. Like Newcastle are finding out now. Newcastle go in for a player. The, the reason why they haven't splashed cash everywhere is because everybody knows they have it. There's two there's two there's two places to be in now in football. One success successful, which is where Liverpool have been, and two rich. You go to the market in those two situations, and all of a sudden the price triples. That's what happens. That's why Edwards was so important for us. Because even though people saw us coming, he was still able to do those deals that you thought yourself, how is he fucking doing this? How is he doing it? Everybody can see us coming and yet he can still negotiate and get this done. That's the skepticism I think Phil is sharing about Ward. He doesn't seem to be able to get that done. People are pulling his pants down. Nunes is a very good player, will be a very good player. But 89 million quid, I'm not so sure. You know, would somebody else have gotten that over the line for £40 million plus bonus plus add-ons? No. Maybe. And that's the scepticism. And this is what I'm saying. This is where we are right now. When Liverpool need a player, the price goes from there
1: to there. But, play devil advocate. There are no books. The the, 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 no, there are. The price goes there up, up there for City, for United, for Chelsea. They all know it. And for as well-run as Liverpool have been, they have been very well-run. You didn't take a genius to go... We were all saying in the summer, look, the lads we've got in midfield, they're good players, but they're getting old, and the legs are going a little bit. I think they need a bit of help. Now, if many was who they wanted, and I don't believe that Schumann, we couldn't find anybody who could have done another job for us. Maybe not a starter, but somebody could have come in and done stop that's That's not planning for the future. And to be fair, to as good as Edwards was, the, the still we did part of the reason we were so successful is we sold really well. We stopped selling well three years ago. Because We've still got lads there who you know we should have got, know got know what, rid of, and we know we should have got rid of.
3: Yeah, but the, the difference between us and them is and all them what they do better than us is they go out to the Wolfsburgs, the Red Bull, Leipzig early, and they, they nick their kids. They nick their kids, they take them at 18, 90, the Alvarez's, they go out and they buy them. We look at them, and you know, we get their name in the paper, we never touch them. City will go and buy five of them. And you'll go, what are they buying them for? They don't need them. not going to be near the team. And they'll send them out to Vitesse Arnhem. They'll send them out to different clubs. And then when they need them two or three years later, they bring them back en masse and it's sink or swim. We don't seem to do that. And I think that's the difference between us and the others. See, the, yeah.
0: the bit that it falls... Chris, this argument always falls down for me on one simple thing. How much money has Klopp spent since he came in?
3: Absolutely no
0: idea Loads. 400
3: million maybe Six, what, what 625 million pounds oh, Christ. And why is he Recruited though
0: he... No Forget that We've spent 625 million pounds On players Since Jürgen Klopp Took over At Liverpool Football Club Lads There's been lots of money spent Lots And lots And lots of money spent And we raised money Through sales Fantastic But we've spent A shit ton of money we spent nearly three quarters of a billion pounds on players mm. since Klopp came in. That's not a lack of investment.
1: Mm.
0: That's not a, you're, averaging, you're averaging just under £100 million
1: a year. Yeah, but the, ar- the argument we're, but the argument we're making is it's lack of planning for certain things. And some things you can... I, Chris, that's bollocks.
0: Chris, it's you bollocks.
1: It's you not can't bollocks. Can't
0: you're talking absolute, you absolute horseshoeing. Yeah, hang you on, can't. P. Hang on, P. We're talking about this, right? We've gone since Klopp's come in and spent a shit ton of money since he came in, right? Purely because we've built, we had a nothing squad. Go back and look at the the squad that we had when he takes over. Look at all the players that were signed. I'm talking about signed that comes in. Look at what we've done with it. The issue that we've had is phase two. It's phase two planning. It's the next. It's the reinvention of a of a squad. And his biggest, Klopp's biggest failure at, at Dortmund. Was revigorating that squad early enough, and when he did, the players they brought in weren't the right type of players, right? So, if you want to talk about what's going on, it's not. There's, there's, It's not just about spending money; it's about spending the right money. It's about signing but the right. That's players. what you
1: said. But that's what you said. I've just and said again. We, ha- but, we but, haven't. But, we haven't. Pl- we haven't planned for this next evolution quick enough. Uh, and-
0: th- 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 that's 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 a different. But, but the, this that has to be separated from. FSG haven't given the money to spend the money's been there they've spent the money they upper... yeah, but that no no but not. I'm just saying in, in general I'm looking at the, the, the comments that are coming in we've spent a massive amount of money we've raised a massive amount of money and if we get a new new set of owners that comes in there's no guarantee there's going to be more money to spend and what's the reason for that? Because if they let the club run the way the club is run, if they let the club run itself in the same way the FSG has let the club run itself, it's going to be the same amount of money that's going to be available to spend. So there's no guarantee. You get new new owners in, there's no guarantee there's going to be more money to spend. The only way, the only way you get a lot more money to spend, the only way you compete with the PSGs and the Manchester Cities, it's nothing to do with owners. You have to get a nation state who wants to throw an unlimited amount of money at it To make the their pep project for vanity—that's purely what it is. Like you you mentioned the Manchester City thing. When it was sort of looking up what was said and looking at the what what was there, right? They're just inventing pretendy deals now at this stage. Mm. They're just inventing pretendy deals, right? And they're claiming it as as commercial revenues and and wonder stuff and everything like that. it's nothing to do with great owners. It's not. It's purely about sports washing. So, if and Liverpool fans need to make this decision themselves, right? If they want to have the morals and they want to have something that fits with the city's legacy and with where they believe the club is, etc., around it, then you don't want new owners. You want FSG because they're, they're running the team and they're running the club, listening to the supporters, listening to the fan base, getting supporters involved, putting them into the things of the club, having Kenny on the board, right? All the things that, that, that fans want, they listen and they've responded to, right? If they want to be at the top table competing with the Manchester Cities, the PSG's, the Newcastle's when they come through, all those teams, then they need somebody who's, who is going to sports this to be, be Jesus, right? And they have to accept that they have to, just, they have to be like the Newcastle lads, ignore everything else that goes on in the background with the owners. You may as well, and I said this in jest last Christmas, we may as well get the Mafia to take us over. Right, and they can just launder the money through the club, and you can have an unlimited amount of money going through whatever it is, and some form of the mafia, because that's essentially what you what you want to do—just unlimited amount of money put put there. You know what I, I mean? So to, that I for me, to, to, to,
3: to, you know, I'd rather go and watch Celtic or Pat's or Sam McGroves than see Liverpool with money that off the back of slavery, off the back of genocide, off the back of murder, off the back of infringement of female and LGBT rights. I, I'd rather wash my hands and just not have anything to do with the club until they're yeah, We, we I, had I, this... I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'd rather... I don't conversation on not, the... Success, a bit of silverware is not that fucking important. It yeah. just isn't. End off. Like, if we were taken over by... Uh,
2: an oil state. And uh, yeah, sorry,
3: it. Jonathan. And people don't give me these access fucking conspiracy theories that people are coming up with the comments. That unless you give me a, a solid document where all the every bank in the world has some sort of connotation in a subsidiary in some country where they have done the, it. So I'm talking about direct owner. Sorry, Jonathan. Go ahead. Yeah, like we we had
1: this
2: argument. Well, I come conversation on the pod last week about FSG if we are taken over by an oil state or whatever, um how many people would walk away like um like it's easy to say I'm gone. Like like, like I'm following Liverpool since nineteen eighty seven when the great passions in my life. It's not as so simple as to say I'm walking away. It
3: is, some John, people will walk it's away. not Liverpool anymore. P hang yeah, on Pete
2: Pete Pete stop jumping let's let's in. speak let's just hang on. See to me, it's still Liverpool. The owners are there in the background, but the the club is there. Like, I didn't like for me. I don't know if I'd be able to walk away from it. I'm not here begging for oil money. I'm not saying yes. I want Qatari, Bahraini money, whatever, whatever else is out there. But could you, like, Pete? You said you'd walk away. Would you walk yeah. away, Chris? You walk away, Phil? Like, I don't know if I'd walk away from the football club if we were taken over by a, an oil state.
3: Go. Gladly, so gladly I go and watch Pats. I love Saint Pat's. I go and watch Celtic. I go and watch. The, there will be a club that will rise from the ashes of Liverpool, a local club, Liverpool AFC, like they did at Wimbledon. Something like that will happen. Go and watch them, because I tell you, anybody. We've all been jumping up and down, having Twitter arguments with Manchester City supporters, talking about beheadings in Saudi Arabia. You cannot. Fucking go there, and I, I use language I don't like to use. I'm telling you, you can't just say, uh we need to compete." Fuck competing when people are dying. And I, there's people in the comments. I'll oh, grow up. I will grow. I, I'm the grown-up here. People, if somebody comes in with, with millions of, of of people's blood on their hands, I I will walk away. And I hope, I hope that loads will walk away with me and watch St. Pat's, and watch AFC Women. watch anybody but but this club if they're in if they're being controlled by murderers. And by people who enslave and who don't care about LGBT rights, don't care about women who behead people, kids, chop kids' hands off it. No. See this World Cup and Guitar as well. I won't, I I will try my utmost. I will I won't be watching it. Fuck it. I won't be watching it. Because people are dying. No, it's not worth it. It's football. It's football. It's not worth it. No, you're just giving these people what they want. You're giving them the opportunity to say, I'm a nice guy, even though I've killed a load of people. I'm a nice guy. Here's 100 million to buy a favourite player. No, these people are murderous, and they need to be held accountable. They should be in The Hague. That's where they should be. Not sitting at, at Old Trafford or Anfield, warming their hands and having, having a nice cup of tea. You, never, no, you no. obviously
2: have a... Pete, you have a strong moral compass. No,
3: everybody very has. Everybody has. But... Yes, you know, so everybody say. Does. I, I, I want to run at the Champions League. At what at what cost? See, if that's my... I have, I everyone's not
2: going to think that way, though. I can no. guarantee it. Everyone's not going to think that way. Well, no, not here
3: I know, to... I, wanna, I don't want to know people that don't. That's the truth. I don't. No, I, have three, I have three kids under are the you, age... Six Pete, can,
0: can I just ask... So going Are you going to watch the World Cup?
3: No, Phil. Do you know what? I'm, I, I'm doubly determined now. But first of all, Ireland aren't there. So I don't give two fucks about the World Cup. And it's in a place where gay people are thrown off buildings, are stoned to death, where women don't have the rights to have an education, where people are killed and hidden. No. Do you know what? No. As God is my witness. No. I will play FIFA. I will play Championship Manager 98. There's a new version online. I will not watch a World Cup that... Paper, it? So, or ...papers open the of people being butchered because of who they are.
1: No, All right, let, let Phil speak. Go on. Your your time, Phil. Oh,
0: no, see again. Look, I, I've had it, like I haven't been on the show because I've I've lost interest in football, and it's not just yeah. Um, and Veranda and
3: Cheese, don't tell me to fuck off. You fuck off the forum. I don't care about what aboutism. I don't care. It what? There's nobody in the pub looking to buy Liverpool. So people want to tell me to fuck off in this forum, and they can go fuck themselves. People are dying. These people. You <laughs> are. the ones that need to grow up. No, these people, P-
0: block them. Somebody tell them. P. Oh, P-, it's,
3: better
0: P- no. it's
3: better I say
0: no. better no, I say no. No, I know. I can feel your passion. These I people are the really
3: the coming in. Oh, they just want... I don't care about the Champions League. I've saw, I've, I've seen Liverpool win great things I, under nice I get
0: people. that. I get that. But, but again, going back to... I know, Chris, a problem, problem I have is I, I just don't see competitiveness left in football anymore. Right? There's, the mm. you know, there, there's... And this, I was struggling with this towards the back end of last season. And there's been loads of times I said I'm done with this, but I genuinely had an issue. Like I left, I was, I was numb going to watch the Champions League final. Does that make sense? This wasn't about the results. I was numb. I was just there going, "It's great that we got there. It could be a long, long time to be till we see that again." Um, And I knew that if everything doesn't go smoothly for us as a club, that's The likelihood of us mounting a challenge of over ninety points is um, is slim, right? Because you can see what happens when we had a slip up two two seasons ago, where it wasn't going perfect. That's that's what it ends up, right? So again, for me, that's where I'm struggling. So I've started looking at this cold in in terms of what it was. I like the the the, I I like the honest that we have. I think they've they've serviced the club in a very honourable and respectful manner and they've paid attention, they've listened to the fans, even when they were getting messages that they didn't like. Do I, I don't think that the ownership structure that allows us to compete at the level that you're going to need to do to maintain this without a structural change in football as a whole. Um, and they weren't allowed to be part of that structural change right and there's this holding up this bastion to the idea that UEFA is, is protecting football and it wasn't they're protecting their own interests and they're protecting, they're protecting protecting in particular the control of Qatar over UEFA at the moment because let's not forget that the guy who is over um, Qatar uh, who's also over PSG is now the head of UEFA so like and is in control of the UEFA FFP committee and that's why the whole FFP changes and it allows them to do it they want. so there's when we talk about competition it's perceived competition as opposed to real competition okay um and in my mind it was i was less i had less of an issue of having maybe 30 teams at the top end of the football strata which were, where there was real competition between these teams as opposed to 20 teams and four teams who are just going to blow everyone away so it's, you know that that's where i am as far as new owners come in i don't know I don't know how you how you I don't know how you, you how you make that equation that's up. And I think, sadly, if you want, I go back to it, if you want the club to be at the level of a Man City or a PSG or what potentially Newcastle have with there, then you've got to accept that the likely owner is not going to be somebody that the fans will necessarily align values with or will have aligned values with what the what the club has. So you know, even if take take for example, if you take probably the wealthiest man after Elon Musk out there with his personal wealth, and that's Jeff Bezos, right? Um if he comes in, thinking about the issues that that have existed in terms of workers' rights behind Amazon and stuff like this, do you know what I mean? That, that again goes yeah, he against he the and the union, philosophy. Not, in fairness,
3: he's not killing anyone. I still don't want him as an our book. Well, Pete, sorry, but Pete,
0: I'm sorry, but this you can't. If 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 this is what we're talking about, right, you're not going to find it'd be very rare to find a billionaire or multi-billionaire without yeah, well, some type you, of shady stuff in their background.
3: Shoehorn, if you're trying to shoehorn a killer regime in to say that, well, I I'll equate them now with Jeff Bezos, who doesn't want a union. I'm sorry, that's not going to fly. Let me tell you as well, as well, in the comments as people saying, Oh, we have American owners and Americans are killers. But in the let me for the idiots that are making comments like that, our Uh, The owners, people who own Manchester City and who own Newcastle United, like Mohammed bin, are directly responsible for the atrocities. Our owners are American. They're not related to George Bush. They're not George. They're not warlords. They just happen to be fucking American. This makes you a fucking idiot. Now, that's the difference. Sorry, Phil. But nobody's going to shoehorn, you know, a, a A killer. In as an owner of the back of Jeff Bezos, not liking unions, it is not the same thing.
0: Uh, but again, uh, as I said to you, the likely owners there, there's not one out there that's 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 going to be a will be able to fit all, wear all the shoes and all the hats and all the gloves when it comes to what it is. There's going to be something that fans don't like or are concerned about. and The likelihood is if we get the owners that everyone thinks morally right and morally, they're not going to be the ones that have the funding behind them to allow them to 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 challenge the bigger ones. And to get the guys in to have the funding to challenge them, that's where you get it. And, and I, as I said, I don't know what the answer is. I, I just genuinely don't know what the answer is. And just on your point, Pete, like, again, I, I sort of disassociate the idea that that it's, it's the regimes in these countries as opposed to the countries themselves. It's the moral corruption of sport as a whole exists, not just at the football level, but across multiple sports. So, you know, you can't sit there in terms of what it is. And like, you know, if the Chinese came in tomorrow to take over Liverpool, let's be honest about this, right? It's massive issues there, man massive issues massive issues and what's what's left after that like you know is it going to be an indian owner because there's a lot of money in india in terms of and billionaires that are sitting there but i'm sure you'll there'll be something that will come out as long as it's not a
3: chinese owner who is directly responsible for making the decisions at government level that suppress people i won't have a problem but But if it's an owner who is the regular it was direct listen because if, you're, if you discriminate against a Chinese or an Indian based on the fact that they're Chinese or Indian, that's just racism. If You you have to make your decision, Phil, based on the fact, are they directly, like Mohammed bin Salman, like the guys that own Manchester, are they directly connected to the regime that is making these oppressive decisions? That should be your basis. It, anything else will be racism. And that's what, let me give it to you straight. Oh, I, I'm, for example, if a Qatari or a Saudi Arabia person comes in and they're not directly related to any decision-making process, which I would would have to be proved stringently, then I would have to sit down and think. However, if they are related to Bin Salman, or if they are related to a Chinese, if they are part of the decision-making process that suppresses people, well, then I would say no, no. That should be the basis of your decision, Phil.
2: Yeah, I think the original point was, that I was trying to make was, would people walk away? Now, I don't. I'm looking at the chat here and and I don't see too many people twerking for the Arab money or Middle East money. But the question is would people walk away? And Pete, you've said you would walk away, and that's fair enough. I have said, while I'm not here looking for that type of money, I don't know if I could walk away. Now, you obviously have better morals than I have. Um,
3: I didn't say that. I'm I'm just, just, I I, I didn't didn't only tell you how I feel. You might be a much better than I am.
2: Like Liverpool has just been a huge part of my life since I'm a mm. child.
3: I don't know if I could
2: walk away. And a, a lot of people might feel the same. They will, may not agree with these type of owners, but they may not want to
3: walk away. And that's, and that's why, Jonathan, sports washing, as Phil will tell you, works. That's why it works. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: but why suppose, it works. Yeah. But there's different ways. Of, I suppose there are different ways of dealing with it. You know, you know if it was me, could I walk away from Liverpool? I think I'd find that tough. I generally would. But would I be going into buying stuff for the club shop? Would I be going to Anfield to watch the games? If it was an owner that I wasn't comfortable with? Probably not, you know, because that might, it would probably taint it for me a little bit. Uh, but I think everyone has to sort of, um, I think you find your own, everyone has their own boundaries, everyone has different boundaries and you agree what's simple for you. Uh, look, people chat some agree with Pete, some don't agree with Pete. As long as you're keeping it respectful, that's fine. If you, and they you always know... do in the chats, they yeah, always do they do, there's always... a couple, there's a couple hours who are getting borderline, uh, and they will get moved on by the mods. Uh, Sean Casey, sorry, he gives a super chat ages ago, uh, and stupid me forgot to put it up. So he said, Liverpool have received their first offer for the club, according to the financial science. Uh, it's a Norwegian, I think that's Norwegian's foreign state, so. Listen, I, I, I've absolutely no, I've absolutely no idea what that entails. If it's how big, how real or unreal the offer is, or if it's just someone trying to get the name associated with it, you know. But again, look, it's like anything. I think, I think if and when we get to a point where there's a new owner in, I think plenty will do the digging around it to see who's owning the club. Will it influence the decision? No, nope. um, I very much doubt it because I mean, the billionaire wants to do what billionaire wants to do is it's quite hard to stop them, But we'll have to see where we are from there. So before sort of before we finish off, what's your gut feeling then, Phil, for where this goes? Do you think it's, is it like, you think it's 2023 or do you think it's quite a long process? I mean, do you think the whole club gets sold anyway or do you think it's a partial deal?
0: I'd be surprised with the partial deal. Okay. Oh, um... I mean, like
1: a, or like a controlling stake. Maybe FSG still has. No, I,
0: I, I, I think, I no, I think I'd be surprised if it's a partial deal. If, I'd say if something th- th- there's two things. I know they mentioned that they might be testing the order to see what the valuation is. But the more owners they bring in, the less control they have down it comes to actually selling yeah. the whole thing off. So why would they give up that that level of control? Even with the red board investment, that comes in at the top level into the FSG as opposed to into one yeah. of the individual um the 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 clubs that they own like say the Red Sox or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So they went in at the top yeah. level so it keeps it simplified in terms of what's there. So um if they do have a mind to saying well if we get the right offer we'll we'll move it on. Um, yeah I I don't think I th- don't think they'll go for an investment. Investment to them would be if they want to do something else with the club like in terms of really take it on. Um, mm-hmm. And then what what can what can you do? Well like what what type of investment does that look like? Well you give twenty percent of the club away? How much is it going to pay? Where does that money go to? The likelihood is that, first of all, they're going to, the whatever interest free, non repayable loans FSG charged the club for the building of the, the new stand will be repaid first over. And then they're probably looking at naming rights for the rest of the stand. In terms of what it is. Look, you know, to me, the, the one that would would have made sense only um, the chap who was, who was mad for it passed away there only a couple of weeks back. And that's the Red Bull one. To me, that was the most logical piece that would end up being the apex of their pyramid of their sporting pyramids, yeah. um, and if it's you look hard. at all the dealings and stuff that, and there's the only talk that's in it is because Andy went off and photoshopped something right and started giving that one that that was there right, but like that would make sense from a. Logical perspective that Liverpool becomes the top end of the Red Bull tree, and then you have all the feeder clubs and everything built in, and and everything that was going on. and There was enough money to do it if if there was a will to do it. But there again, that will bring a different type of structure into play because their whole thing is about finding talent at the feeder clubs and feed it right the way through the ladder. Um, and I I don't know that wouldn't pan out well with the lads who want to spend 100 million every on every player. You know what I mean? So you, you can't get it to, to, to marry up in terms of what's there. So ultimately Chris, I think if they get the right price they walk away. If they don't, then I think we'll probably just see them selling name and rights on, on um Anfield. Um, and that will be another interesting uh debate show as to why yeah. should we sell name and rights to Anfield. Yeah which, but you have which, to do something. You can't like you know you can't just you can't just Stand still, and at the moment, my my issue is we. I I firmly believe we've spent a lot of money in the last two windows, and the quest there's there's huge question marks over how we spent that money. Um, Mm. if if you look at a at a club side, it's built on engine, it's built on legs, and it's built on a dynamic midfield. And with letting Genie go and focusing on, on on rotating the top end, and not rotating that middle part. I think that was, and I I, I I, had that question as we went through the various different windows that was there, um, the, the, the reliance that was put on Keita, who arguably, Keita stands as the example as to why the club can't, the club can't afford to get a valuable transfer wrong. He's the one major flop we've had, right, in terms of Edward's dealing under the Klopp regime. Um, and you could see last year, they were sort of building the idea around that this fellow is now ready to step up and become that engine. And he's just gone missing. You know what I mean? Like he's gone missing this season. So, I, I look, I think it'll be a sale. I think it happens probably towards the back end of the season, maybe into the start of next season. That's there. And then everything kicks off. I think, but it'll be played out. And the one thing I'll be surprised, if, I would be surprised if a lot of it gets played out in the papers. But the more people that are involved with it, the more chances leaks. But given that the Goldman Sachs and uh, Morgan Stanley's are, are running us you won't hear anything about it until they've actually fined, you know, shortlisted, say, five to eight. People, groups or interested parties that want to buy the club. So that's where I, I think today is really just a, one that sets up the fans to say, we are considering a sale without saying we're going to sell the club. All right. Cool. Pete, what's your thoughts?
3: Nobody is investing north of a billion euros. Forget about two, three, four billion euros without complete control and ownership. So this isn't about investment. As much as I was saying to Sean today, listen, they're to inviting investment. But the more you think of it, investment is what LeBron did you know, for his 2%. That's like, listen, let's take care of one of our own, blah, blah, blah. This is, listen, you know, we're going to flip this. This is the optimum time. We're at the peak of the mountain financially, and there's a there's a global recession, recession coming, and we cannot, you know, realistically compete with what the club deserves. And I think there's a part of it that they're recognising the fact that new zeros are coming into play here in order to just keep up with Manchester City and to keep up with the emergence of Newcastle. So it's, I think, personally, I think it's progress. It's one of those things that they're, they're re- recognising as a business, as a brand, they're protecting the brand by looking to see if anyone's on the market that can take it forward. Um And, you know, fair play, they probably retain a small interest in the club, which is the want of of an organisation like FSG and, and fair play to them because they really, you don't understand how, well, you do, Brecken, because you live there, you understand how close Liverpool was to going to the wall. You know, they were like six hours from going into administration. We were, you know, talking about relegation, talking about being docked points. We were in a really bad place. These guys absolutely saved us. So now they're doing the right thing by us and they're going to leave us in a competitive state. My only fear is, that besides the ones I've already talked about, the moral ones, is structurally, that everything should remain the same. Just probably with the right people, you know, obviously, with, with, that the, the investment continues. Um And that, that'll be my feeling. on it.
1: Yeah, uh, John, I'll give you a fan where Emmett's just said uh Anfield Ratt mentioned likened it to the more selling up because he knew he couldn't compete with the new money that was in the Premier League. Is this sort of like a similar situation, but obviously bigger values?
2: I hope we bet, sell better this time.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Didn't mean that at the end bit, but you know, the process of <laughs> you know, why, why, why he was trying, why, why they were trying, why Moors was trying to leave yeah, the club yeah. on, which made sense. It just the execution wasn't great. But yeah, so how are you, what's your sort of gut feeling on how this goes then?
2: Yeah, I, I think um, that the news today doesn't get leaked unless there's concrete interest in the club. Um, I would imagine FSG have spoken to a number of parties already. So it could be further down the line we think. I think a sale probably happens. Um, I don't know how long these type of things take but due diligence and the league have to fit proper owners, whatever that entails in the Premier League. Um, I, don't worry, I don't think you have to worry about that, I would say. No, I'd say we're okay there unless we're we'd be okay. Um, no, yeah, I, I think that news wasn't, wasn't leaked for no reason. I think it um, could have um, legs and it could be further down the line we even imagine. So I'd I'd be thinking there might be a sale for the end of the year, maybe. Hopefully, hopefully in time for January. I don't want things to (laughs) rumble on through January, and then
3: This this is Brad not selling this is not telling the yeah. secondhand car, Jonathan. To be to be honest with you, you know, I mean, there's things in this house that I could probably sell at that quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sell at the football club in 2022.
0: Well, that's not a house. That's a caravan. Further <laughs> you know, down the line, I, I think it's down
3: the
2: line. I I think there's there's plenty of legs in this sale already. Hmm. Why release it the story?
3: Good point. Yeah, unless
2: we're trying to fish out people and see if genuine, what genuine interest is there. Um, but as I said, look, I'd, I'd be no business expert, so I don't know how long these things could take. I just don't want it to rumble through January because as we spoke earlier, I have fears about what we might do in January. I don't want that to get in the way of what transfers are required. Because I wouldn't worry
3: about it. Well, if well, two years January, this
2: is going to get away from us.
3: Phil, Phil said it earlier on. You know, they're going to, in order to maintain the value of the club, the saleable value of the club, the investment needs to continue in the playing talent. We need to be in a good position if and when the the club is sold or part of it is sold, whatever happens. So, uh, you know, don't worry about that. I mean, it's not like stop everything. Don't, but it's not like, you know, let's let's just not do anything until it's sold. No. They will, if anything, it will make them want to be extra prudent in the market and make, you know, make us a real proposition. You know, by the time May June comes along that we're in that Champions League, one Fair way.
1: Or a bit. Yeah. I mean, my two penances, I don't think anything changes until the summer. My gut feeling is I don't think you hear anything more concrete until the summer now. I think this is just getting the uh, the early indicators out of where we are. I would probably say there's probably two or three parties they've already known. And I think this is just now to put the pressure on to say, right, let's get this going. Which one of you serious? I think because you tend to find there's a lot of people who are very serious about these things until they have to show the money. And, then that, and, you know, Chelsea found that out when they tried to force a sale through. There's quite a few who said they were interested until they said, put the money up. And then they all disappeared very quickly until, to be fair, Tom Bowley was the only one who actually then went, well, I'll put the money up. So, you know, look, we'll see. Look, let's face it, this is going to be an ever-evolving story, so I'm sure we'll be doing other shows and there's more discussions as and when something more concrete comes out, I do find an amazing journalist who knew nothing about this uh, now will know the value of the club, the inside scoop in three hours. <laughs> it's, a, it's, ama- it's amazing how a journalist can, knows nothing can find all the information out in three hours.
0: Yeah. So, you know, but
1: you know that's me being cynical. Uh, one last thing before we go, though. Uh, links in the description below. We've mentioned it on shows before. Please don't forget our helpful uh, Linda, uh, who's battling uh, endometriosis, and she needs to raise uh, 5k. Uh, for us to have an operation to, uh, to help make our life easier for people who know people who've had endometriosis, it is a horrible illness. You know, it's re- you know, for women it's really painful. And unfortunately for Linda, she's got it in the lining of nearly all of the major organs. So for the poor girl, I mean she's only 17. So you can imagine what this sort of thing is doing to her, her mental health as well as her physical health. So as we say, we've done this, we've done this sort of stuff before. You know, this is probably this is more important than to talking about FSG F- F- selling the club you know if you can donate donate if you can't like it share it because like, as Gav says you never know who, who reads it and that touches them and that's the person that does enough and as Kev always says it's the fives and tenors that'll get this done so if you take nothing else away from the show take that away that'll be that'll be the big thing from the show but listen good show good chat it's always good to have a good debate with us three. so Pete thanks for coming on Phil we might see you in another six months
0: <laughs> well, it's been it's been it's been a really busy day uh, in real in real matters. Frank Wright got sacked by the Colts. I've spent a lot of time listening to how amazing Justin Fields is emerging as a quarterback, which he is. Um And then I was looking into Girona as a cycling destination and buying parts for my bike. So yeah, it's been been really really busy. Like well, you're somewhere to say
3: you know that. So get over here, Girona
0: is- I know. Yeah, i I'm. I'm, I'm I was actually planning out like um, it's a 120k loop that they have that goes up and around um, a couple, one of the towns at the back. It's Banales or something like that. That's that's yeah. behind Girona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then back down to the coast and around because there's some amazing climbs that are there as well. So, yeah, th- so that's what that's what I've been doing. So, you just can all talk about the, the players and the lads and, and all that type of stuff. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll be it, off watching.
3: You, you've got the mountains on one side, you've got the road in the middle, and you've got the sea on the other.
0: Literally, it's everything that you need. So Yeah, yeah. but the aim is to stay in the road, mate, because like, if, if you end up in the mountains are going to end up in the sea, and it's not going to be pretty.
1: <laughs> cool, and um, Jonathan, thanks for going on, You've become a regular now. What's we'll key on every week now?
0: Good man, John.
2: I need a. I need to get one of these fancy uh microphones that Phil has.
0: Oh, no. That's not a microphone. That <laughs> <laughs> was keeping the hero. Uh. That's, that's my uh, battery pack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool. So, uh, rest of the week, um, I'll, I'll, there'll probably be a preview show tomorrow because uh, Liverpool play again on Wednesday, Wednesday. against Derby. We'll probably viewers' voice again on Thursday. Uh, I think I'm on Friday with the lads talking previewing the last Premier League games before the World Cup. And then there'll be full-time Reds, which will probably be me, Matt and Kev again talking about hopefully not another fucking new manager bounce. it it's in Liverpool, but you know, We'll see where it is. But lost listen, thanks for watching. Uh like and share on your way out. Subscribe if you want to, and we'll see you guys very soon. Be good, boys.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.